Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Yeah. <laughs> Went from uh, what, uh, Sea Biscuit to Scuba Steve. Yeah, I, I haven't been scuba diving in years. It's been a long time. But yeah, uh, I, bet, yeah. I used to really enjoy that. Yeah. Hey, wow. you know what I found out this morning? What's that? I um you know, Connie cuts my hair. She's she's yeah. a hairstylist and, and uh she I I thought she missed some. And so I'm thinking, what, what is she doing? She can't see very well anymore. And, and, uh, I went to clip it and found out it was like a two and a half inch, three inch hairs, hairs on the top of my ear. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the signs of getting old. Hey, <laughs> yeah. They say that you, they say that your body prepares for something that's in the future, you know, it already knows what's going to happen. So it starts what in the world does my body think I'm going to need a two and a half inch to three inch bunch of hairs on the top of my ears for? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, it's like I said to my kids, it's like, my hair's got thin on the top, but it's growing everywhere. It's like gravity has happened, you know? It's gone from the top and it's now just everywhere else. So, oh, yeah, it's funny. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Yeah. Oh, well, well. good morning and welcome to the KLE podcast uh, with our conversation, Steve and Sean, here with you on Friday morning. We managed to get a Friday morning, Steve. Yeah, finally. Finally. <laughs> I am so sorry. I've been so busy, man. Just like, uh, yeah. That's all right. Getting the time sorted is, um, is a bit tough. But anyway, here we are. Are you That's well? Right. That's the way it works. Yeah, it is too. So, where are we? What's on your heart? <laughs> so we're gonna go that way, huh? <laughs> I already told you what was on my heart. I'm I'm frustrated about the the hair growing in places that it shouldn't be growing at this age. You know, you look in the mirror and you see this hair growing out your nose. It's now. It wasn't there yesterday, but now you've got several hairs that are growing clear out, you know, down. You think it's your mustache, but it's nose hair. <laughs> yes. It's all just becoming one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And now with the hair on the top of my ears, I can almost do a comb over. So, you know, it's that long. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah. Oh well. Yeah. The, the, oh, signs, oh, well. the signs of maturity. The signs of maturity. There is that go. what it is? Maturity. Yeah. Yeah. Signs of maturity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't know what in the world my body's preparing for if it thinks I need that type of hair. Well, hair hey, there's a good topic now. What's what that? Signs are we seeing of? For the body of Christ, what signs are we seeing preparing us for 
what what needs to be. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't need a topic, do we? No, we don't need a topic. <laughs> no. It's just uh yeah, good just good it's a good question. It it's just um uh things are changing so rapidly around the world and right, uh, right. And I'm always you know, I'm always sort of cognizant of how the church is the body as the agency of God in the earth and I use that sort of more um with a with a more sort of relevant kind of terminology um, right. is that, you know, we've been the agency of God's kingdom in the earth. We're supposed to colonize the earth with his kingdom. Um, you know, has, has the body of Christ been, have had enough foresight to actually prepare for what's happening? Um, or are they just waiting to see what's going to happen? Are we waiting to see what's going to happen? And I'm specifically talking about, you know, as manifested as the church. It's right. just, um, you know, I often think to myself, are we, are we ready for this? Are we, you know, or has this taken us as much by surprise as the rest of the world? What's for some people it hasn't taken them by surprise. I don't think, I think, um, I think there's certain people that have taken advantage of it. And they knew what was coming, but, um, but for us as the church, are we have we sort of prepared for it? You know, are we mature enough for it? There's the maturity side of things. <laughs> right. Uh, do you remember Doris Day, the um, famous yes. actress? Okay. Yes, she yes. had a song. She had a song out. I think it was in the '60s. Uh, and it says, "Kesara, sara, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Kesara, sara." I I have a feeling that that's kind of the kind of the direction that the body of Christ has taken. Case Sarah, Sarah, whatever will yeah. be, will be. Uh, God is sovereign, and we're just along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, when actually we were sent to the kingdom for such a time as this, uh, yeah. we were sent as agents of His, as sons of God, into the world to to like you said affect affect the world not infect but affect yeah um and and cause it to change for the kingdom of heaven's sake or influence it for the kingdom of heaven's sake and and a lot of these things a lot of these things we're not proactive toward we've been kind of reactive we we've had to react to different things because we didn't see them coming um or if we did we just sat back and thought oh well it'll be taken care of yeah. And uh, I have a lot of friends that just don't believe in in spiritual warfare. They don't believe in standing up and, and decreeing uh, certain things that that the scripture says. Um, you know, they just they just believe that God's going to do what he's going to do. And we don't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's exactly that's exactly what I've sort of noticed, you know, is I kind of heady, hitting the same kind of mentality, you know, just as long as I, um, you know, we'll keep it in our monastery, everybody's evil, we'll stay in our monastery here, and um, right, and, and kind of just hope it all goes away, you know? Yeah, if, it's, we, it's, 
if we ignore the fact that there's a a devil, if we just ignore the fact that he's even there, he's not going to bother us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, we come down to something I think we said a couple of weeks ago. It's just, we were talking about, you know, who influences the kingdoms of this world? Who influences the systems and the and the institutions and everything else, you know, who's, right. the, who's, the, who's the prince behind all of that? If right. you understand that, then you understand there is a definite um, warfare that has, that, that will take place, you know? Right. And what were we created for? I mean, if it sent, if yeah. it says that we were sent to the kingdom for such time as this, why were we even born in this time, in this season, in this place, uh, in uh, why are we even in this town? Why are we in this particular place? Why do we have relationship with these certain people? Uh, why do I go into Lowe's and have the same, um, you know, have the relationship with the people that I've got in there and know them? You know, why, why is that, that we have, that we have this sphere of influence and don't do anything with it? Why is that? Exactly. I, you know, I think really one of the, the things that I've noticed and is that a lot of a lot of believers do not know why they are here. They don't know what their purpose is. You know, it's just like to go to church, die, and go to heaven kind of thing. You know, right. So right, the only right. the only goal is to to make it through life. So prosper. You know, it's like we love the message of you know prospering and you know god wants us to prosper but the focus is you know so that i can get enough to get through you know do a couple of good works on the way die and go to heaven you know as long as i can get my life insurance policy eternal life insurance policy it's everything's going to be okay and right. um, and then you've got you know the guys standing up and prophesying it's all going to be different and then <laughs> The prophecies don't happen. It's uh, you know, it's it's still there. Exactly what was going to happen is happening, and uh, and you know, all the prophecies are gone. Where now? You know, it's just like, my, my, what I'm saying is is that why aren't we preparing? Or we should have been preparing. We should have had the spirit insight into what's coming. Um, to adapt, change, and begin to build our influence where we are, not not waiting for a crisis to come. Right. Yeah, because at that point, then you're influenced by the crisis, not exactly. not the other way around. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but that is that whole reactionary thing. I'm going to wait till something moves on me before I even stand up and um, stand up and say anything. Isaiah 10 uh, talks about that. Um, let's see if I can find that really quick. Um, <laughs> though I can find anything really quick. Uh, somewhere between the introduction and the maps, I know that. Um, let's see, Isaiah 10. <laughs> um, oh, no, it's not Isaiah 10. Anyway, it's in Isaiah, and it says that the... Um, um, <clears throat> that Satan comes, or it says the Assyrian comes. When the Assyrian comes, there's several things that he does. So when the enemy comes in, what he does is first thing he does 
is he removes the boundaries of the people or removes the bounds of the people. So he takes away your boundaries. He, he removes anything that you thought was the kingdom of God, or you thought was uh, the enemy can't cross over or, or even the farthest reaches of God's kingdom, you know, whatever it is that you thought were the boundaries and, and said that God says this, and you start believing that, he begins to remove those bounds or those boundaries. So you no longer know where the boundaries are. So he can come in and go out whenever he pleases. And then he says, then he puts down the inhabitants like a valiant man. And he, yeah. he reaches into their nest and grabs their eggs like a treasure. And nobody moves the wing, opens the mouth, or peeps. Because nobody knows where the boundaries are anymore. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just like if we have open borders or whatever. There is no more boundaries. There is no more whatever. I mean, whatever. they can come up. You know, you can have illegal. There's a reason they call it illegal or the reason they're trying not to call it illegal anymore. <laughs> they're trying to call them just undocumented, but it is illegal uh, because they're coming in, they're climbing up some other way. And it says anything climbing up by some other way, other than going through the door properly, you know, is a thief and a robber. Yeah. And so you begin to go, well, there's so many, if that's the case naturally, that which is first is natural after that, that which is spiritual. If you look at just naturally, you go, well, that's exactly what's happening, not only in our lives, but in the body of Christ. Cause there's, there's things that are just, we don't even, we don't even patrol the border anymore in yeah. those areas. We just, yeah. we just go ahead and let whatever comes in and then, then we fight against it. If it does something bad, if it doesn't do anything bad, we just let it, let it sit there and fester. Yeah. Yep. And um, but that's a progression that the enemy most often works in. First thing he does is remove the boundaries of the people. And then he yep. puts down the inhabitants like a valiant man. Then he reaches into the treasures and grab gathers all of their eggs. And then nobody moves the wing, opens the mouth of peeps because there's you, you just don't know. You don't know anymore. You don't. Yep. And it's not that you don't care. It's just you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. You, you become darkened in your, you know, I mean, it's a progression, like you say. I was just looking here in Ephesians chapter 4, and he, he talks about, um, um, further down, he, he's talking, he's, he says, I solemnly refer together with the Lord as in his presence, that you must no longer live as the unbelieving Gentiles live in the futility or the emptiness of their minds and in the foolishness and emptiness of their souls, for their moral understanding is darkened, and their reasoning is clouded. They are alienated and self-banished from the life of God with no share in it. This is because of the willful ignorance and spiritual blindness that is deep-seated within them because of the hardness and insensitivity of the heart. And they, the ungodly, in their spiritual apathy, have become callous and unfeeling have given themselves over as prey to unbridled sensuality, eagerly craving the practice of every kind of impurity that it, their desires may demand. But you did not learn Christ in this way. Wow. And he says, wow. if in fact you have really heard him and have been taught by him, just as truth is in Jesus, revealed in his life and 
personified in him that regarding your previous way of life, you put off the old, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through these deceitful desires, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude, and put on the new self, regenerated, renewed nature, created in God's image, God-like, in the righteousness and holiness of the truth, living in a way that expresses to God the gratitude for your salvation. And would I be wrong in saying is that you've got to put off the old. To put off the old, you have to be renewed, continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. Yeah, in the spirit you of your mind. Yeah, if, but if you don't, you put off the old, put on the new by continually renewing the spirit of your mind, you actually still operate in the as the unbelieving Gentile. He says that you must no longer live as the unbelieving Gentiles live in the futility of their minds, in the foolishness and emptiness of their souls. So is that, you know, if I look at the progression, it's either a regression or a progression. Progression right. is we renewed in the spirit of our mind. We go from immaturity to maturity. But if we don't, then we go in regression. So we go, uh, the, our moral understanding is darkened. Our reasoning is clouded. We are alienated from, from experiencing, I don't want to say banished from the life of God, but we alienated from experiencing the life of God. And um, because we've got willful ignorance and spiritual blindness, yes, you can have spiritual blindness, even though you are in the kingdom of God, even though you are a child of God, even though you're a believer, uh, would you agree with me? Or would you agree with me? Or wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you you're fishing for me now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm fishing. I mean, I'm just, you know, this is, I look at this and I go, okay, you know, we've all probably been there at some time or other. In, oh, yeah. in, it doesn't mean in totality. It could be at different times in different levels, but Right. We've got to be moving towards growing in our maturity so we can face these things with, with authority. Right. Well, it says, it says there in Isaiah 10, uh, and I found it finally because I was reading yeah. in chapter 9 for some reason. But anyway, it says, um, oh boy, I lost it again. Uh, verse 12, wherefore it should come to pass that when the Lord hath performed his whole work upon Mount Zion and on Jerusalem. Then I will punish the fruit of the stout heart of the king of Assyria in the glory of his eye looks. For he says, by the strength of my hand, I have done it, and by my wisdom, for I am prudent. And I remove the bounds of the people, rob their treasures, put down the Adamas like a valiant man. My hand hath found as a nest the riches of the people, and one gathered the eggs that are left. I gathered the whole earth, and there was none that moved the wing, opened the mouth, or peeped. That's the same type of thing where this, if I'm if I'm not actively pursuing the kingdom of God and his, and his farthest reaches of his kingdom, if I just begin to be apathetic, if I begin to just sit around and um, regress, like you're saying, there are things that I will lose. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. at that point, the, the boundaries are being moved and I don't even know it anymore. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm not aware of it at that time, 
just like, uh, for instance, in, in healing or whatever, uh, I'll just use healing because it's kind of a, kind of a sore subject to a lot of people. <laughs> um, but I know there's times when we go through things and we're really fighting, not, not fighting against our own bodies, but we're fighting for the word of God because we know it's true. And we're standing against all the other voices. We're standing against everything else that's coming in. And we're saying, no, that's not true. That's not. After a while, after we don't see the symptom anymore, after we don't see whatever's going on, we don't need that faith anymore. We don't exercise that. We don't use that. And we just walk with our normal everyday life and something will creep in like a cold and I'll say, oh, well, I'll just uh, take a bunch of vitamin C and I'll do this and, uh, you know, I'll be fine. Uh, or then you hear, well, this is the time in the season for, for uh, flu season. So therefore, uh, I'm going to up my vitamin C and I'm going to start eating different things and I'm going to do this and this and this. Well, now all of a sudden we're taking a different approach to it rather than rather than really progressing in the kingdom of God and his righteousness in those areas. And yeah. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't up your vitamin C. It's just, it's just a matter of what are we relying on at that point? And little What's by little, huh? What's the priority? Right. Right. And, and at that point, then you begin to lose your authority because you're no longer standing in the authority of Christ you're standing in the authority of the principles that are on this earth, which yeah. really, uh, if, if the prince of this world has established some things, there's no authority in that. That's right. And That's we're, true. we're going ahead and we're going, well, you know, the doctor says this, or I should get up in the morning and I should drink, you know, five gallons of, of lemon water and, you know, because of that, then my body will be alkaline and, and therefore I'll ward off cancer. Well, I got to eat more things with antioxidants in it so I can ward off cancer. Well, why, why is your, why is your fear of cancer so great that you're trying to ward it off by natural means? What is the weapons of your warfare? They're not carnal. Yeah. So why why are we fighting with that? Why are we, I guess that's the thing that's getting me this morning as you, as you're bringing this stuff up, because I find myself a lot of times I go through those cycles. Like you're saying uh, at certain times, I'm really strong in the faith, giving glory to God, uh, considering not my own body, <laughs> you know, now, whatever, like, like says of Abraham, but at other times I'm considering my body so much that I'm aware of every single pain. I'm aware of every single thing that's coming in and it begins to overwhelm me as far as just all the stuff I have to do and everything that's coming in right now with business and all, you know, all this stuff then begins to overwhelm us and we forget yeah. what we were even sent here on the earth for. Yeah. And, uh, cause most of the times we just, we're just kind of along for the ride and whatever hits us that day, we kind of flow with it and, by the time the day's done, you go, whew, thank you, Lord, for getting me through that one. Yeah, I got to manage, manage to survive. <laughs> yeah, I managed to survive another day. Thank you. Well, yeah. that's, not, that's not living victorious. 
Well, and that's the thing is, you know, we've got to come into a place where we, where we know why we are here, where right. we are from, you know, where we are going, what our potential is, what, what is our authority and how standing in that authority. You know, I'm just, when you were talking earlier about losing it, you know, I thought about that uh, scripture in Mark chapter four twenty five. it says, Jesus said this, he said, whoever has a teachable heart to him, more understanding will be given. Mm. Whoever does not have a yearning for truth, even right. what he has will be taken, will be taken away. away. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, we've got to stay in that place where we are. Uh, we const- That's where you're getting your, the spirit of your mind renewed, you know, it's just like right. constantly being teachable, yearning for understanding. Uh, if we, if we don't, and being knowledgeable, you can't leave it to somebody in a pulpit to give right. you a message once a week, or you know, or a or a an online message once a week, or whenever, um, yeah. or the low, the devote, you know, your daily devotional to to make it in these times. You just it just is not going to cut it, you know. Well, that's like the children of Israel saying, "Moses, you be for us to Godward, and you know, you hear from him and." And then yeah. you tell us yeah. what he's saying. I mean, that's exactly yeah. the same thing. We haven't exactly we haven't moved away from that at all. And in the meantime, whenever we don't hear a good message for a while, we go ahead and build our own golden calf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. We we begin to digress, and that's what we need to understand. Is like the you know we we become clouded in that sense, and so now the a regression begins to take place in your life. And I think that's where the sort of the term revival comes from, because then you kind of have to revive yourself back to, Hey, get back to the life of God, get back to what is life, get back to understanding, get back to the truth, you know, begin to walk in it again. Another scripture that I I thought of that really spoke to me was in Ephesians chapter four um, also. And he says, um, you know, is that we need equipping. So, and then he goes on to say that um, we're, sorry, where am I? Um, until we all reach oneness in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, growing, growing spiritually to become mature believers, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, manifesting his spiritual completeness. And I thought that's it. Amplified says, um, talks about that the fullness of Christ is manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. So in other words, it's not like anybody being super, there's no superheroes. It's like everybody's operating in the supernatural together as, as, as a unity. And right. then he says, so that we no longer, and this is the scripture that really spoke to me was um, 14 so that we are no longer children spiritually immature tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea. So that's where a sign of, of not progressing is going to be that we are tossed backwards and forwards like ships on a stormy sea, spiritual immaturity, and right. carried about by every wind of shifting doctrine. And it's not right. necessarily heretical doctrine, but it's just every trend, every... Uh, you know, latest thing going or every uh, sort of right. direction distraction. And so God has a new revelation. Or 
or something. Yes, every every you know, and I think that was one of the biggest pressures that uh, when I first started in ministry, I don't you know, it was every Sunday you had to come up with something new. You know? Right, and you had to have the like, you had to be like the latest revelation. You know, are you have you understood this? You know, have you heard from God in this area? Do you know this is like the latest thing? And you know, have you heard this one preaching this? And I was just like, oh my gosh, you just get under so much condemnation after a while. Yeah, and he says, but but you, you by the cunning and trickery of unscrupulous men, by the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything. For personal profit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we we've got to be careful because it's easy for us not. You know the signs of immaturity are there, but you know the signs of maturity right. is that that you know we begin to operate um, as believers, reaching the full measure of Christ, manifesting His spiritual completeness, and exercising. Our spiritual gifts, not you know, right. not the pastor or the bishop or the apostle, but our spiritual gifts in unity with one another. We need it now. You know, the world right. needs the supernatural manifestation of of the, the the sons of God right now. Right. Why do you suppose? I know it says that we're uh, renewing your mind daily. You know, with the washing of the water of the word. Why do you suppose he says very specifically, he says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind? Well, the, from, from my, from the, the, um, the uh, study that I did, I did like a number of years ago, the spirit of the mind is um, talking about attitude. I mean, the Amplified says having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. The spirit of the mind is, to the very inception of your thoughts. When Paul right. talks about the, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, uh, casting down every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. When he talks about that, he's talking about the very inception of the thinking. You've right. got to shift the total concept. And that's where, you know, that's where I began to understand the whole paradigm mentality or the word paradigm. Paradigm right. is, is just how you interpret the world or how you interpret what you hear. So every how you think, how you think, not just what you think, but how you think is being affected. And, and that's when he talks about um, being renewed in the spirit of your mind is to the very core because, you know, the only thing that separates mind and spirit or soul and spirit is the word of God. Right. And so your, your conscience, you know, the very, your subconscious is very linked very closely to your spirit, man. So that's how you hear from God. That's how you have that urge, that impression, that desire coming from your spirit. That's how God moves. We have this concept that, you know, is that the heart is the, what you feel in your chest. It's not, you know, right. um, it's, it's the connection on, on your thinking processes of where that starts. And it doesn't start in what you consciously think of. It starts where your subconscious is. So, you know, that to change your behavior, you've got to change that. Right. You can't, you know, you can't just have positive thinking and change your behavior. You right. can't have positive you know, just, okay, I'm going to think positive, think positive, think positive, and now 
my whole world changes and I begin to act like Christ. No, it's like you've got to go to the very root, which is the subconscious mind, and only the Word of God can do that. So right. being renewed in the spirit of your mind is being renewed with the Word of God to the very depths of your, of your paradigm. Right. And the Word of God there, uh, when it says it's sharp, quick and powerful, is the word logos, which I know we've talked about this before, but in, in light of what we're talking about, the logos would be like the spirit of the mind of God, because the logos is the thought, tent, purpose, and motive behind yes. what is spoken. Yeah, that's powerful. So it's not just what he opens his mouth and utters. It's yes. not just what is written down on the page. It's what was his very thought, intent, purpose, and motive behind everything that he did and spoke. So if you're being renewed in the spirit of your mind, it's coming into alignment with that word, with the very thought, intent, purpose, and motive of God. Right. That he had in the beginning when he spoke all of this stuff. When he spoke, let there be Steve and Sean. When he spoke, let there be whatever. Let there be light. Let there be, what was his thought? What was his intent, purpose, and motive? What, what was he bringing that about? He bursts it in power. It, it, he upholds all things by the word of his power. It comes forth out of power. So what was the power behind it? What was it that he wanted? What was his intent? What was his motive? What was his heart? And that's what became flesh and dwelt among us. That's why Christ said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the express image of my Father, which is the word character. C-H-A-R-A-K-T-E-R. So, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen, you've seen the very nature, you've seen the very thought, intent, purpose, and motive behind everything God thinks. I mean, just the way he does things. And yeah, so yeah, exactly. if that's the case, to be renewed in the spirit of our mind, and this is, this is when you, you've said this several times now, you brought up that same scripture about the last two or three times, and I and it always struck me once again about the spirit of our mind. It's not just getting our thought processes renewed. It's renewing that very thing which initiates the thought processes. Right. The very thing right. that, that births everything in us that, that causes that whole way, like you said, that we see everything. Yes. That we, and that's, of course, what faith is. It's our perspective of what we see as real yes. it's it's it already has substance it already has evidence because i know it's real yes. um and, and that's that's when you see god's word for what it is he intended this this is what yes. his heart is in this so this is what's going to take this is what's already taken place in his mind it's already there so yes. I just getting my mind, my, the spirit of my mind, getting the very nature of it, the very heart of it, the very breath. Of course, the word there is Ruach, I believe in yeah. Hebrew, but it'd be uh, Numa, uh, the spirit of your mind, the Numa of your suke. So you get the, you get the very Numa, the very breath of God back into that whole thinking process. Yeah. And that's where inspiration comes from. Inspiros means to be. That's true. Yeah, that's you true. Know, so, so, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm feeling uninspired. You know, well, 
you know, get back to renewing your mind, the spirit right. of your mind, because inspiration comes from your spirit man. Your spirit man is born again. It's a new creature in Christ. It's righteous. It's holy. Everything that you need is in, in your, the real you. It's right. there. However, you're living in this body of flesh and with the soul, with the with your soul, which is your mind, will and your emotions, and so we need that to come, you know, come through, Nelly. But you need that to inspire your soul realm, and right. and that is the inspiration is that breath, that spirit of your mind needs right. to be renewed so that it becomes aligned with what's in your spirit. That's really yeah. what's happened now. Because as a man thinketh in his heart. So easy. That's right. So, and that heart there is mind, mind connected to it's the, it's the subconscious mind connected to the spirit man. And right. so we, right. we need that alignment to happen. That's why you renew your mind. That's why you can't just, you know, I said to Michelle going back now to last end of last year, I said, you know, what they're trying to do is prophesy what they didn't take action on before. Mm. So, you know, they're trying to prophesy, uh, you know, everything's going to be better. But the thing is, it's going wrong because we didn't, you know, we weren't proactive as a nation or as the church, as the agency of the body of Christ before the time. And right. so, you know, we can't, we can't say, well, we're we going to prophesy that all our schools are going to suddenly be, you know, everything's going to be, you know, godly and holy and wonderful, you know. Were you involved? Did you influence it? Did you, you know, were you praying for the students before the time? You know, it's just like right. what I'm trying to say is you can't just stand up and prophesy it's all going to be different today because we neglected yesterday. Uh, you know, and, and I'm thinking of another scripture. Um, I think it's in uh, Psalm Psalm 70. Uh, let me just see quickly. I think it's Psalm 78 or 75. I can't remember. Um, but he talks about about the uh, the generations there. Uh, this is something that just spoke to me yesterday. I was just thinking about that. Um, oh yes, he, he's talking about um, listen, all my people, to my teaching. Incline your ear. There it goes again. He says, incline your ears to the words of my mouth and be willing to learn. Mm. And he said, verse verse three of that Psalm seventy eight. He says. That which is, I will open my mouth in parables to instruct. Um, I will utter dark and puzzling sayings of old. And he says, verse 3, which we have heard and known and our fathers, our fathers have told us. And then he goes on to say, we will not hide them from their children, but mm. we will tell, tell it to the generation to come, the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, and tell of his great might and, his great might and power and the wonderful works he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed the law in Israel, and he commanded our, now listen to this, he com, which he commanded our fathers that they should teach to their children the wow. great facts of God's transactions. Mm. And then verse 6, that the generation to come might know them, and that the children still to be born may arise and recount them to their children that they should place their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and not be like their fathers, a stubborn, rebellious generation, a generation that did not prepare its heart to know and follow God and whose spirit was not faithful to God. Right. And 
you know, and so it's like I, God deals in this generational thing. And so, you know, I might not get it all right, but I've got to begin the process of renewing my mind, living the true values of the kingdom of God, understanding, getting alignment to the best of my ability, or not my ability, but you know what I'm saying, to the best of, of what I can what I can do in my life as far as aligning with God, because the next generation will pick up on that and the generation after that. And I'm always amazed that Christians and, and the believers and the church and especially leaders, they do things without concept of consequence. Right. So they do it without realizing the effects it's going to have on the next generation or the, those around them and the, you know, those that are watching, they just do things for their own, you know, for their own selfish purposes or their own insecurities, etc. And we've got to consider the, the bigger picture on this. And so we've got to come back to that alignment of, of am I aligning myself so that I can teach it? Because teaching is not just, this religious concept of what can I give, you know, uh, all right, sit down, maybe give you the scripture on that. But it's just like established a testimony and appointed a law, which he commanded to our fathers that they should teach it to their children. And the, that teaching there is an impartation. Not, right. Not a, right. It's not just do, do as I tell you, uh, but don't do as I do, but it's, <laughs> Do, do as I do, and then do as I tell you, you know, right. it's the opposite way around. Right. It says, uh, it says in the New Testament somewhere, <laughs> the fathers do not provoke your children to wrath. Yes. And uh, yeah. training processes, but it's talking about fathers, how to do this with your children. It says, do not provoke them to wrath. And I was, yes. I was looking that up because I thought, how do you provoke your and it said it's the the Greek at, at that point is a is a word picture, which literally means or, or literally tries to paint this picture in your mind that you are angering them alongside you. Yes. So you're already angry about the situation, and now you're provoking them into that same anger. Yeah. And wow. that's a totally different thing than what we've, than what I had thought that scripture meant. You know, it yeah. now, you know, like if I'm going to, if I'm going to correct my son, I'm not going to do it out of anger because then all I'm doing is striking out or lashing out. Yes. You know, I do it because you went beyond the parameters of this, of whatever it is that I've set and there are consequences. So it's nothing personal. It's nothing, whatever. I'm going to take away from Satan because Satan has the right. If you go out in his kingdom, if you go out in his area, he has the right to give you certain whatever. And I'm yeah. going to take away. It says, if, if I spare the rod, I let hell into the child. Well, yeah. I don't want to let hell into my child. So I'm going to give him the consequence. I'm going to take it out of the hands of Satan himself. I'm going to take it out of his hands. So I'm going to give you the consequence. I'm going to make sure, but I'm not going to do it out of anger. I'm not going to do it out of hurt. I'm not going to do it out of anxiety or anything else. I'm going to do it because there is a consequence to what this is. 
you know, be not deceived. God's not mocked. Whatever man soweth, he's also going to reap. So you you did this, you're going to reap this, but I'm going to make sure I give it to you because I'm going to take it out of the hands of the world. I'm going to take it out of the hands of the world system. I'm going to take it out of the hands of Satan because I am your father and I'm going to show you how this actually works. And I don't want Satan to have any part of your life. And I don't have to explain that all to the kid. It's just, I'm not going to do it out of anger anymore. And it took me a long Mm -hmm. time growing up (laughs) after I had kids to realize that, you know, if I'm short with them and lash out, what are they going to learn to do? That's right. Exactly right. And that's what it is. It's, It's the impartation of that. It's not just teaching them something. It's the impartation of it. Because if I just teach you something, it says no man can go beyond his teacher. No man can go above his master. You can't do it. You can't. Yeah. You won't go beyond what I know. It just won't happen if I'm your teacher. But if I impart it to you by the spirit of Christ, you will have a double portion just by the nature of Christ himself you'll get a double portion of whatever it is I've got because it's imparted to you by the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, not just by what I know, it's the spirit of it. And that's where, if we go back to the spirit of the mind, what is the spirit behind this? That's what I want to impart to, to my sons, my daughters, my, you know, whoever I want to impart that, not just the, the letter of it or just the knowledge of it or just the, whatever, you know, just, just so they pass the course, so to speak, you know, we have this, we have this disciple course. Okay. Now we got six weeks to go. Okay. You're all done. Now you're all disciples. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's going to work. No, 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 that doesn't work. work. (laughs) Yeah. Or now you're a minister. Now you're ordained. You pass the course. Now, now all of a sudden, now you're a minister. Well, It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And that's why, you know, they, as, as much as there is a regression, there has to be a progression. Right, There right. has to be a progression of our thinking and that affects our lives and our behavior and our habits, you know, is that we begin to live. Because that's what he says in, in Ephesians. Um, gosh, now, where am I now? Um, he talks about that is that there has to be that progression where we are putting on the new self, regenerated, renewed nature, created in God's image, God-like, in the righteousness, holiness of the truth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. And hmm. it's not just about it's just not it's not just about you know I'm thankful to you, Lord. It's like living in a way that expresses God. Yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. Living the life, you know, is in in where it talks about a big, that we grow spiritually to become mature believers, reaching to the full measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting His spiritual completeness, and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. We don't see a lot of that. No longer right. children tossed backwards and forwards, up and down, going with every trend, running after every little you know, little uh, tasty little bite we hear, you know, who's the, the latest anointed guy with a white suit and, and a white Bible coming into town, you know, that can lay hands and people fall down. And, and all of those things are, you know, I'm, I'm not disparaging the things that the Holy Spirit does, but I'm saying is we run after every little thing 
that seems to be, a, 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 you know, the bling thing. Ooh, look, there's a new shiny thing in the body of Christ. You know, right. we're, so, we're so desperate for something that's entertaining, something that's uh, nice to see. You know, who's the loudest, who spits the most, who shouts more, who who can push more, you know, no, not push, uh, who can prophesy more, <laughs> who can give more accurate words, you know, is we want all of those things, but we need to understand is that sometimes, you know, these deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything for personal profit. Right. And we, right. We've got to be care. We've got to grow up in these things. So that we begin to uh, manifest uh, his life. We, his completeness and begin to exercise our spiritual gift. You know, again, I, Steve, I really feel like the world needs to see our, you know, the kingdom the of God. The manifestation of the sons of yes. God. They need to see. <laughs> they need to see that. You know, it's like yeah. the whole world is waiting for that, and the yeah. whole of creation. And I think if ever there's a time that it's needed, is now. You know. Right. Right. And that's the key that you keep coming back to, and you read there in Ephesians as far as manifesting this. It's a uh, the word became flesh. Uh, it's not just what I can teach or what I can say anymore. It's what do you live like? Yes. You know, what what does your life show? What does your life demonstrate? Uh, you know, on a day to day basis, I should be reading your life, and that should be a living epistle known and read of all men yeah i mean that's that's what they're looking at right now it's not and it's not just the manifestation of what the sons of god say it's the manifestation of sons of god yeah that all creation is travailing and groaning for it's not it's not what they know it's who they are and how they operate how they live on a day-to-day basis so there's a there's a there's not a shift right now but there's I know there's a shift in my own life just as far as um, what of this am I living? You know, it's yeah. a new and living way. Um, yeah. You know, the life of the spirit, the life of Christ. It's the life that I now live in Christ Jesus. It's, it's, it's about life. It's not just about what I know anymore. And yeah. um, uh, how much of this stuff is, has the word is the word manifesting through me so that people could read it so they can just come by me and taste it so that my shadow just falling in a certain area, they know that something different has happened. Exactly. And that's where there's that manifestation of sons of God. And it's, it's that manifestation of that. It's the spirit of your mind being changed to the same, the spirit to spirit. You got, now you're yeah. walking by the spirit of the living God and the spirit of your mind is renewed because now it's in, in sync with his spirit and yeah. you're doing exactly what his heart is the very thought intent purpose and motive of his heart. And whenever you speak, you're speaking as it were the oracles of God, because you're speaking from his very same thought intent purpose and motive. In fact, if you've heard me, you've heard my father. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, if you want to see a son of God, that's what Christ did. Yeah. If you see me, you've seen the father. Go back to the model, you know, is that, and that's the fullness of Christ. The measure of the fullness of Christ is 
looking at Christ as the model of who we are supposed to do and how we are supposed to do it. Right. And we, you know, sometimes I think we need to go back to the Gospels and read it differently. Look right. at it differently. Is that look at Jesus as that leader. Look at Jesus as the manifestation of the Son of Man. I, I'm going to switch it around a little bit, but as that Adam man that was supposed to be walking in the earth is now walking in the earth. Right. <laughs> and how, you know, the kind, you know, when the disciples said, what kind of man is this? Jesus right. goes, where's your faith? You know, it's just like, you're supposed to be walking in this dominion by right. faith. And, and they, they, they thought it was like some superhuman. Yes, he was. He right. was the Adam man, you know, it's just like the original Genesis man. And, uh, and we've forgotten we've lost our identity with the Genesis man. We're trying to find right. our identity in church. We're trying to find our identity in somebody, some prophet. We're trying to find our identity in our pastor or, you know, or the, local, the latest teaching, the latest book, the latest whatever. Um, but we need to find our origin. Our identity is in that Adam man. You know, is that God said, let us make man after our likeness and we give him dominion and authority and rulership right. over all the works of our hands. Come on. Right. That's what we're supposed to be doing in the earth. Right. Uh, just like James says, you be holding as it were in the mirror. You know, if, if a man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's, he's like a man who looks at his own natural face in the mirror and then forgets straightway who he was. And that, that, that word, of course, as we've talked about many times before, that word natural face is the word Genesis. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking at the Genesis. I'm looking at what was created. I'm looking at what was, is intended to be. I'm looking at who I was created to be. And then I straightway forget who I am. Yeah. That's why I don't do the word. If yeah. I, if I remembered who I was, if I remembered my Genesis, if I remembered Genesis, the last Adam, Christ, if I remembered it's Christ in me, this is, this is who I'm created as right here, then I would naturally do the word because that's who I believe I am. As a man thinketh in his heart, so I'm going to do that because that's just who I believe I am. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, there's a spirit behind that. There's a there's a way of thinking that's changed every fiber and every molecule of your body to 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 go along with what your to what you know is the spirit of life in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, quickening this mortal body. I mean, this mortal body, not just not just the spirit Anybody. man. Yeah, this yeah. mortal body. Yeah, yeah. It affects everything. Right. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. The thing is, you know, that's the thing. Is, and the problem is, is that, like, we, we are these people wandering around trying to find our identity in entities right. rather than in who we created to be. Why right. did God place us here? And, you know, we've got to realize that we, Genesis one twenty six is why we are here. That's right. it. You know, nothing has changed. Go back to that. Right. You weren't, we weren't created to be church. We right. are the church created to be, you know, Genesis 126. That's it. And, and, uh, 
everything was made, you know, he, everything was made good, he said. You know, he made this and it, it, it was good. He made everything from the ground and from the earth and from the sky and all the rest of it. But only man, he said, um, in, in the, our image and our likeness, let us yeah. create man. You and know? let them and have so, dominion. And let them have dominion, authority, rulership over all the works of our hands, not people, over the works of our hands. And so um, if we, if we get, you know, that's been my challenge to get my thinking. And that's why, you know, with the, with the Facebook group is, you know, kingdom leadership, kingdom leadership equipping. Right. To equip leaders with a kingdom mindset to go back to that is that find your garden of Eden, not to rule over people, but to rule over, to be a, to have dominion over the works of God's hands. Right. And so begin to equip people to rule and reign in their area of dominion. You know, uh, that's, we, we, that should be our mission. Our, our absolute assignment go, all right, Hey, we've let, we've let our nation go to hell. And so what are we going to do? Are we going to sit back and hope we get to heaven? Hold on white knuckle kind of, you know, when Jesus said the kingdom of God is like, he wasn't talking about heaven is like, he's right. saying the kingdom of God here is like this. And right. so we, we got this white knuckle club thinking that we get saved to go to heaven. We're getting our passport, you know, and yes, thank God when we die, we do go into glory with the Lord, you know, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. But we're not called to escape. We're called to affect, right. <laughs> impart, impact, you know, and, and we can't do that if we, if we just hoping to get out of here, you know, with that kind of right. escape mentality. I, I sometimes wonder if, if there was an unfortunate translation of when Christ said, upon this rock, I will build my ecclesia. Um, the translators of the, of the Bible uh, in the early days translated that according to what they understood. And they translated the word church, which is actually Germanic or German word um, that came out of the Germanic a language which means a place or a a um, a place of religious gathering and it's unfortunate that that we have that uh mentality uh as opposed to like you said earlier we we are part of something that's a living breathing organism we are it it's not uh ecclesia is different than than church because church is not if you look at the root word of church itself, it, it doesn't mean what ecclesia means. Ecclesia was a word in the Greek, which, which meant a gathering of people uh, where the, the heads of the families or the heads of state or the heads of who they would come together and they would discuss openly without hierarchy, without positioning, what was to be, what was to take place from that point on. So they yeah. were discussing the future openly with strategy, uh, with purpose, uh, and with, with discussing the possibilities, as well as discussing what, what was taking place and the dangers that were coming. So it was an open, I hate to say open forum, but that's what it was. It was very open. It was, uh, 
and it was done without a hierarchical structure. It was done, they would just come, and that's what just the Greeks called that ecclesia. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a new concept when Christ said that upon this rock, I will build my ecclesia. So when yeah. he said that at that time, they understood what he was saying. Nowadays, we say upon this rock, I'll build my church. And we think of, man, we think of a plethora of stuff yeah. that the church yeah. is. And we have a struggle trying to get people to realize you are the church. <laughs> and that's not even the case. It's when we come together to discuss these things openly, that is church. Yeah. So, and yeah, exactly. yes. Yet he calls that his bride, and you're going, man, this is this is crazy how how we have come so far. But that's part of that being renewed in the spirit of your mind. It's not just it's not just taking some of these things and going, oh, okay, that's what church is. You know, I mean, I'm I'm now a part of this church. I'm a part of that church. I'm a part of you know whatever. No, you 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 are a functioning. <laughs> You're a functioning, open uh, participant of this of this grouping. You're a functioning member or a vital organ in this particular thing that has been put together to be able to discuss where we're at and go from here to the next step. And and, and that's not even the fullness of it. I mean, to to really understand ecclesia, I guess we would have to grab a hold of somebody who was who was walking the earth at that time and understood what they went through or what they what an ecclesia actually was because i don't think it's anything like what we see a ecclesia or a church is today because church church was something that happened later church was something that was actually several centuries later where they would it became the it was a, like i said it came out of the germaic term which was a a religious uh place it was a place for a religious gathering so it it took on a different meaning at that point and that's why i even struggle when somebody says church well i'm gonna i'm gonna go to church oh (laughs) okay what church do you go to yeah what what church do you belong to yeah and um And that's what we manifest. We manifest in come to my meeting. Right, right. <laughs> Rather than, than manifesting Christ to people and bringing the kingdom of God to them. We, right. We're trying to, you know, the kingdom. We, Jesus didn't say, well, the kingdom of God or, or your church is like, or right. the pastor is like. He said the kingdom of God is like. And, right. and that's the thing we, we've got to. We've got to be get this into the spirit of our mind. Uh, right. I know we re- we said over and over again, but yeah. Well, that, a, that is what the case is because if you don't get that spirit of your mind renewed, you can have your you can have your words change, but if you don't have that well change, yeah, you're going to keep living the same way you've lived, you know, all the time. Yep. So exactly right. you've got to have that well change. You've got to have that fountain that wellspring of living water change. Otherwise, you're just going to keep spouting the same stuff and live in the same way, isn't it? Yeah. And and our world 
And our world goes to hell in the process because we're not infecting the, you know, all the different facets of the of of our our world um, right. with 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 what we're supposed to manifest. You know, we're right. just not doing it. You said we ran over. Huh? We got run over. No, you said something about being run over. Did we run over? I don't know. Are we running over? I don't know. I'm, are you full and running over? <laughs> uh, I'm full and running over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. yeah. Well, that time is up, Steve. I got to go, man. So, All right. Um, hey, it's uh, it's really great. I, I'm, you know, this is just like, yeah, man. I, I I get so inspired every time we we have a discussion. You know, just to. As we just process things, I just okay. I've got to get back to that. I've got to think about that more. I've got That's to right. get That's more. Right. You know, I'm I'm just like uh, I'm more motivated when I. <laughs> the word better word is inspired. I'm inspired yeah. again for, yeah, for this stuff. Okay, yeah. well, time to breathe again. Time to breathe. The the ruach God. <laughs> That's yes, right, man. Yes, hallelujah. Well, right. I love and appreciate you, buddy. Thanks so much you for too. your time. Yeah, man. Yeah. We talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.